Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Somebody once said, Christians are like tea bags. In order to find out what flavor they are, you have to put them in hot water. And that's true. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is You Can't Tell by Appearance. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, welcome. Here's a question that came in on our listener call-in and comment line. Greg from San Leandro, what does it mean by blaspheming against the Holy Spirit? Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Thank you and have a good day. Thanks, Greg. That, that's a good question. It's a frequently asked question. So, what does it mean? Well, what it means is, if someone is inspired, now, you're not gonna, you're not gonna encounter a lot of people that go around inspired all the time. You know, the prophets were inspired when they spoke, and the writers of the gospel. And the writers of the epistles were inspired. Whatever it means to be inspired, now what does it mean? Well, it takes one to know one, I guess. You just recognize it. You recognize, how can I say this? Truth has a, a special quality to it, a way you hear it. I'll never forget. I was living in Chicago. This was a long time ago. I think I was around 30 years old. I was living in Chicago, and I woke up early one morning. I think it was a Sunday morning. I put the radio on, and they were having an interview on one of the big talk stations there in Chicago. And I heard the man that was being interviewed speak, and immediately I sat up in bed and turned the volume up. There was something about the way he said and what he said. I knew there was something special there. I knew it was the truth. And it turns out that it was someone I'd never heard of before. It was Vice Admiral James Stockdale. Vice Admiral James Stockdale was shot down over Vietnam and was held in the Hanoi Hilton, the terrible concentration camp there in Hanoi for many years. He was tortured and brutalized. He never turned coat. He remained true. He remained loyal. But from his experiences, he learned a lot. And then he wrote a book, a very nice book, called The Vietnam Experience. But anyway, I was, I was immediately, I came to life when I heard him because he had a quality in what he said. Suffering, intense suffering, softened his soul, and he had a very, he had a very good spirit. He had a very good spirit, and his words had the ring of truth, which I immediately recognized. The ring of truth. Well, truth has a very special quality, and there are some of us who love the truth. Some of us who yearn to hear it, 
but you go around and people talk and they talk and you go here and you go there and you go to this group and this meeting and hear this speaker and that speaker and you watch this YouTube and that audio and listen to that podcast and see what I mean. And there's nothing there. A lot of words. Yeah, there may be facts in what some some of the things they say may have facts in them. But, but then all of a sudden you hear something that just, it comes to life for you. That's the only way I can say it. And it's the same when I read. I can pick up a book and I can thumb through it. And all of a sudden I see one sentence, one thing, and that's that one thing is what's important for me to know. And how do I know that that's important? How do I know that it's true? Well, there's an internal testimony. Inwardly, something bears wit, silently bears witness to that on the outside. It bears witness. And then there are people on the outside who bear witness. See, it's the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that bears witness. And when you hear the truth being spoken by someone without guile, someone who gets their ego out of the way, someone who has no self-interest, someone who simply speaks the truth and without concern of the consequences, someone who speaks the truth without guile. They get their ego out of the way, they're transparent, and there it is. And you recognize that beautiful quality, and the spirit within quietly says yes. So, when somebody mocks, scorns, discounts, ridicules that truth and that spirit that bears witness to the truth, the spirit that inspires the truth and bears witness to the truth. When somebody does that, that's not a good thing at all. It's a very bad thing. And that kind of an attitude is an attitude of someone who basically hates the truth. See, I know this is hard to believe, but we're not all the same. We're not all the same. You can't tell the difference between people just by looking at them. Roland talks about Christianity in a common-sense way. He wants to see people unshackled, freed from the baggage of the past. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. And you can't tell who loves the truth and who hates the truth by their appearance. See, some people hate the truth. It could be someone in your own family. And the best example I can give is uh, an example that a man once gave. It's a very good example. I didn't think of it. He thought of it. But it's a good example, so I'm going to use it. He said there could be a party. Let's say there's a, 
a party. You know where people stand around and they have a drink in their hand and they're eating hors d'oeuvres and everybody's talking this or that. Well, maybe at one end of the room, there's Hitler. And Hitler starts to talk at one end of the room. And at the other end of the room is Jesus. And he starts to talk. And then you would see a dividing up. You would see that some people are attracted to Hitler. They kind of like where he's coming from. They like what he has to say. And other people are attracted to Jesus. They like where he's coming from and what he stands for and what he has to say. And you would, you would be surprised that maybe someone in your own family, it could be your own brother or your sister or your mom or your dad or your uncle or your aunt, who goes over toward Hitler and kind of likes what Hitler has to say. It would be a surprise. So we're not all the same. And you can't tell, you can't tell the good ones from the bad ones, usually until there's some sort of a stress. I'll never forget one time. I gave a speech. This was uh, shortly after I was beginning to, to get better. What? God was turning up the light, and I was beginning to get better. And I went and gave a speech at some little local uh, business uh, group. And instead of talking about um, management strategies and and customer relations, and the usual thing, I, I forget what I talked about. I don't even know what I talked about, but it was it was something about the truth. And not, I, I know what it was. It was about not resenting other people. And I'm laughing because what could be a more, what could be a simpler um, thing to say than don't resent other people? It's so simple and it's so true. Well, it must have been the way I said it. Maybe it might, the way I said it had a special quality because the person who had invited me to speak and she was in charge of this meeting, after I said, and all I said was, don't resent other people, don't resent your wife or your husband, and don't resent me, more forgiving. That's basically what I said. And then after that, I, was, I sat down, she said, how could you say that? How could you say that like I had done something wrong? Well, everybody just sat there. And she was literally giving me a hard time for having talked about not resenting other people. But then one man stood up in the audience, a perfect stranger. He stood up and he said, well, now, just a minute now. Uh, what Mr. Trujillo said is actually true. We, we shouldn't hate other people. And we need to be reminded. So there you had a whole room. Everyone was against me, most likely, or not really for me, and some were against me. But one man stood up. You see what I mean? So we're not all the same. Some people love the truth and some hate it. And yeah, there's a lot of us who are kind of in the middle for a long time. We kind of like the truth, but we don't like it enough. We still think we can get something from the world. We still think we can, we can make it big in the world somehow, or there's something that we feel we were denied, and we want to get it. Before we're willing to commit to the truth and to doing what's right, we want to get what we think we were denied. You know what I mean. But then eventually, we find out it's not important. 
And then our love of the truth eventually draws us through to the good side. So the Holy Spirit represents, in no uncertain terms, everything about the person who is inspired is uh, innocent, and it wakes you up, and it's true, and it has a special quality, and it's the Holy Spirit. So people who hate truth, well, they're not going to like it. And they feel compelled to resist it and to hate it and to say bad things about it and to deny it and to mock it into blasphemy and to twist it, twist what was said and distort. But then you know where they're coming from. So maybe people like that, maybe there's no hope for them because they just hate the truth. There's no love of truth in them. Then other people, they love the truth when they hear it, but you don't hear it very often. You don't hear a lot of truth. You hear what passes for truth, but mostly what you get is lies, and then you get some truth, I mean factual statements. But the electric, galvanizing quality of the truth spoken guilelessly and boldly It's so beautiful. And if you love that, my friend, then you're one of God's own. Yeah, you may not be ready quite yet to commit to him all the way, but someday you will. Someday you will, because your love of truth, it's like a rubber band. No matter the farther you get away from the truth, the more it pulls you back. And one day you Finally, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you want to come back to the truth. That is beautiful. invite you to visit the many resources available at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. You can listen to past programs or watch Roland's video lectures. Listen in again next week, same time, same station. to Shedding Shackles, helping you to become unshackled from the baggage of the past and move forward to a new zest for life. When you drop resentment towards other people and instead follow what you know is right in your heart, your mind will be free and unburdened. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played all the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as the one you're hearing now, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, in a jazz arrangement by Sharon Aronson. 
Thanks for listening. Roland would love to hear from listeners. Let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Send him an email today to Roland at SheddingShackles.com. You can also send him a letter or donation through the mail. And if you'd like to just leave him an encouraging message, his listener comment line is 510-455-8851. Again, 510-455-8851. 8851 and let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. You have to refine your creator. Refine a connection with him. Flow from what you know in your heart. Stand for truth. Be virtuous. Love what is right. Love what is right more than who is right. See, what is right is more important than who is right. Instead of trying to force your way upon other people, you you want what is right more than anything else. What is fair is fair. What is right is right. Even if it means a personal loss to you, so you have integrity, you understand? So all of these good things come from being close to God. Now, when you are close to God, when you are close to Him, very aware, because for each delicate moment, you want to know the rightness of things. And with that delicate, what's the word to use? It's not a goal, but it's a a delicate intent in the background. You're always looking for the rightness of things. You're always willing to admit you're wrong when you're wrong. And when you're right, you're willing to stand about about what's right. And if you do something that's not quite right, you admit it. If you say something with anger, then you say, oop, I was angry. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize for the anger. See, you always want have an eye to what is right, what is fair, what is just. It's beautiful. And not only that, but when you're close to God, you realize in the moment, you, you speak and it comes from the heart and it's right, instead of pre-planning. So, then you, so that means you also have faith. You have faith that in the moment when you have a need, you will know what to say. God will give you what to say. And if he doesn't give you anything to say, then you'll just say nothing and that'll be right. Say nothing is right. But you have faith. You, don't, you stop pre-planning. You stop making speeches. You stop trying to run it through your intellect, and come up with something clever. You just stand there and then speak spontaneously from the heart. And that's beautiful. And the other person sees that. 
and they respect it, see, and they may come to love it. When they love that in you, that good in you, which is not you, it's from God. That good in you, which is not you, it's from God because you're willing, because you want to know the truth and you're willing to admit the truth and you want what is right more than what is right more than who is right. It's important to you. Then that in you, when they love that in you, them, it's the same as loving God. See? So when your child grows up, the good that they saw in you, that they respected and loved, when they grow up, then at some point they can transfer that love of what they saw in you to God. And then they have it. See what I mean? So you awaken people to to the light. You awaken them to what's right, and you awaken them to the light. The same light that is in you is in them. See? So it's just beautiful. So that is what being there means. So I hope I did a, a decent job of trying to explain it. It's not easy to talk about. So now you can understand why I am always talking about the, uh, the little exercise that I have. Of Lately, I made a very nice little biofeedback hand-warming exercise, which shows you how to sit quietly and become aware of your hands so that your hands become warm, or your hand, let's say your right hand, becomes a little tingly. You notice your hand. You... you Pay attention to your hand. You feel your hand. And as you feel your hand with, with gentle, directing your attention gently to your hand as you feel it, it, it keeps you in the present. As you're aware of your hand, you're in the present. And you're not lost in your thoughts. When you're noticing your hand, you're not lost in thoughts. Do you, do you see that? You're in the present. You can hear the birds singing outside or the computer hum or the sound of traffic going by. You're in the present moment. Now, when you're in the present and you're not lost in thoughts, you have access to your intuition. You have access to, your, to common sense. It's when you get lost in your thoughts and in emotions that you lose track of your intuition. A good example is if you get angry. When you get angry, See, you get the emotion pulls you down into the emotion and wrong ideas, and then you do things and say things that later you wish you hadn't. But if you can be aware of your hands or aware of your hand, notice your hands so that it begins to tingle a little bit. It keeps you in the present, and it gives you perspective. So then when an idea approaches, you don't immediately follow it. You don't get lost in it. You get, don't get pulled into it. And if it's not a good idea, you, do, you are not seduced by it because you have perception, you have intuition, you have common sense. Those are all available when you're not lost in your, in your thoughts. So it's not that it's wrong to think, but thinking should flow from understanding. It should flow from wisdom. It should flow from common sense. 
it should flow from what you know in your heart is right. See? Then it's good. But when your reality checks are on hold, when you're not doing reality checks, when you're lost in the thinking, then you don't have perspective. It's the difference between sitting on the bank of a river and watching the river flow by, which is what we should do, versus jumping into the river and floating downstream toward the rapids. You understand there's a big difference. So you need to get out of that, get out of the river and sit on the bank and watch it flow by. Watch those ideas flow by and you will have perception. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. Don't forget the reason for the Christmas season. We should celebrate God's love for the world through the birth of the Christ child, Jesus. The joy that Jesus can bring to your life should last the entire year round. Just focus on living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. You can do that by following your intuition and in time, you'll rediscover hope and joy in your life. You'll see, and wordlessly, you will not follow. See, see, you have intuition. You have access to it. And it keeps you from following a wrong idea. Or you might... You might go along with it for just a little while, but then you see that it's not a good idea. But once you get pulled into the idea and down there and start following it, then you lose your intuition, you lose your common sense, you lose your perspective. And so that's not good. So that's why I urge you to try a little uh, hand-warming exercise that I've made because it could uh, definitely help you to... Um, do not get so lost in ideas that you don't know the source of. You don't know where they come from, and you're not sure whether they're good or not. And even if they are good, without common sense, you don't know how to apply them properly and with the right timing. So it's very, very simple. And unless you get your common sense back, your intuition back, your perspective back and know how to hang on to it. See, that's why the hand warming exercise is good or the simple little meditation I have is good because they teach you how to hang on to it. See, how to hang on to it. That's what they help you to do. Then the little exercises that I have are totally free. You could get them at SheddingShackles.com. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.